launching in the sidelines of NIDOC Week 2023, Between Waves is the third edition of their Lingua Exhibition series, a series that supports the development of outstanding contemporary first people's art and curatorial practice in Southeast Australia. And I'm happy to say one of the participating artists, Palawa woman Cassie Sullivan, is joining us on ITV Radio to explore the exhibition and her work in particular. Welcome to NITV Radio, Cassie. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now, you're one of the artists featured in uh, the third edition of the Lingua Exhibition Series, a series that uh, supports, as we mentioned in the, the introduction, the development of uh, contemporary art and uh, curatorial practice in Southeast Australia. Tell us about your entry in this exhibition. So a really wonderful exhibition and um, incredibly exciting to see it going up over the last few days. Um, Also really beautiful to be part of the artists working with the wonderful Jess Clark, who's the curator of this exhibition and has done just a phenomenal job actually in bringing us all together. So my work is seven large-scale perspex sheets hanging in the gallery and they've been hand-printed by me uh, and I've printed tarlatan, which is a, like a muslin cloth. It's it's a cloth that's used in printmaking, but yeah, it's it's basically a muslin cloth. Before printing it, I've taken it through waterways and country of significance to me down in Lutruwita, Tasmania. I guess my work mostly is around the idea of knowledge that's held and knowledge that's lost and and how we kind of explore that and and read that and listen to that the work is called Wei to hear the process of taking that cloth through the waterways uh and country it it embeds what country has to say and it embeds the knowledge that country has. So the idea for me is that it's picking up all the salt from the waterways and the tannins that come down from the mountains. Um, And it's kind of holding all of this in the cloth. And then I print this cloth uh, onto the surface. And by doing that, I'm kind of embedding my body, my bodily knowledge onto that print as well. So it's, it's, I guess it's twofold knowledge of country um, and bodily DNA knowledge in me that's then kind of printed onto these perspex sheets. It it has turned into a um, a portrait series of country and a portrait series of my ancestors. So you take an ordinary cloth uh, used for medical goals or even swaddling babies and uh, used for many other uses. You take it across your country and infuse it with uh, elements of uh, this country. How did uh, the idea come about to take this material through this process? Just going back to the Tarleton, I mean, it... I first started using that within the printmaking process when I was learning, first learning printmaking. Um, and it just, I mean, it's such a beautiful fabric that has such a, a way of movement um, that I found really fascinating. But it's also important to me that it is, you know, it is used as a medical gauze and it is, yeah, like you said, used as a swaddling cloth and all of these kind of ideas of of a cloth of healing. And I think that that's really important to the work as well because I feel, for me, it feels like 
this work is a journey of really listening which then becomes a journey of healing as well so yeah in terms of that that's I guess important for the work I think that my practice over the last few years has sort of uh, been one of experimenting with um, with this cloth I actually can't remember like now you mention it I'm trying to think of when I first decided to take it into into the waterways and on country um, and I can't remember when that was exactly but I just know the importance of being able to listen to what country's saying even though I don't necessarily understand that myself you know I don't understand all of the language that country uses and I really wanted to I guess try and listen to that in in the only way I knew how and and listen in a way that meant that I I could kind of hold and collect that knowledge and not necessarily know exactly what it's saying, but just try and listen. Following on my previous question, while you are a multidisciplinary artist, you use video projections, uh, poetry, sculptures, and uh, many other art practices, you could have chosen any of the other forms of expression that uh, actually perfectly fit in the brief of your lingua, which I must say, yeah, your lingua means time, light or vision or shining light on the times you could have used any other art of expression that you've mastered over the years why particularly uh, this entry and uh, the form of expression that you chose for this exhibition <laughs> yes and that was incredibly overwhelming um, when first given the commission and and all of these works the new commissions as well so everybody's i guess started um from scratch with a new work which is which is equally exciting but also <laughs> incredibly overwhelming and i think for probably at least a month like i just was a little bit frozen with the uh notion of not really having many boundaries but i realized i guess that i just needed to start and within my process yeah it it is very multidisciplinary and um you know there's been many many formations and ideas of this work along the along the way uh, i did initially start with projection as well and there is actually a few projection works in the show which is really exciting um and yeah and they are really great so i think for me it was important to just start and just start with my process and start on country and start listening and working and really not overthinking or not projecting too far ahead and just my practice is is quite experimental and very responsive as well so it's really a matter of going and you know sometimes really simplifying it and just taking that material into the water and just and just watching it and seeing what it it does and seeing how that makes me feel and how I want to respond um and and so then this work came about quite incrementally you know step by step by step so you took your work across uh, Lutruita Tasmania and in particular Makati your own country tell us about your country and how it inspires your work yeah i mean Lutruita Tasmania is you know an incredible and unique place um i feel incredibly lucky to have been born there and to grow up there and now live and work yeah as you said on Malakadi and Nainani country um uh, I mean we're surrounded by water which I think you know becomes very important to this work um 
I mean, <laughs> also that you you asking that question just brought up memories of me just standing in incredibly freezing cold, cold waters as well. So um, there's there's a certain amount of I guess dedication to the country that you need to to have to both live and and work uh, there in in and I I mean I live quite south in of Lutruita as well so that you know obviously the more south you go the colder it gets but it, yeah it's a it's just such an inspiring and beautiful place to live like the 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 cold and the weather and the isolation either speak to you or or repel you <laughs> and for me I'm lucky enough that that it it speaks incredibly strongly to me and um yeah, and I just feel so positive about living there all yeah. of the time. Yeah, now you kind of touched on uh, this uh, theme earlier about imprinting elements of country in uh, your artwork. I guess it goes uh, much deeper than that. It involves uh, forms of uh, spirituality. It's uh, really much, much, much deeper than um, that. Yeah, that's right. And I think sometimes the the process is quite challenging and and I guess that that's why it then becomes important because you know you're listening to you're not only listening to to your ancestors and their the kind of energies and their knowledge but you you know to their horrific stories as well and and I guess anyone that knows anything about um, the history of our people in the Truwita sort of knows that it's a it's a really marked and, and horrendous history actually. No, the, worst so, genocidal, yeah. the worst genocidal aspect of the whole country actually. They did almost mm. uh, wiping out of all uh, Aboriginal people on the island. So yeah, one of the worst historical yeah. episodes in this country. So that's right and of course when you're sort of engaging in those you know stories and and feelings um all of that comes through so it can be really really challenging to be in that process but it's you know that's what makes it incredibly important as well to to listen and also give platform to the to those stories and those people who have been through you know as you said almost almost an entire erasure but not, and that, and that's why we're here to speak to to speak to that as well. And that's why I think you know, for me, the biggest thing that comes out when I'm in this process is just my ancestors calling out for for healing and and to be heard. And so, yeah, and that's also you know why the the name of this work came about, way to hear. I think, um, yeah, that's and probably the most important part of this work for me. So your ancestors' history and uh, your genealogies are embedded in your artwork, and you also delve into transgenerational trauma. It's quite moving. Yeah, for me, that's why it was important that all, all these pieces are hand printed. Quite a um, tiring and physical process, actually, because they are—they're the size, they're the height of me. These um, sheets of perspex and the material is the also um, height. It is quite a physical process to do that, but in me, in my DNA, in the way that my muscles are, and in the you know the bones and the sinew, it is 
is my ancestry you know that's all passed down and their stories are passed down through that so even the act of of physically printing those ancestors are then embedded strongly within that work like it's quite it was really important to me you know that it was hand printed in the end now your artwork will be hanging from the ceiling amid the multi-sensory installation now i'm speaking here on my own behalf when I visit and uh, I also think of uh, those of our listeners who will visit the exhibition, what's the best way to explore your artwork and uh, capture all its meanings? Yeah, and I'm so excited for you and for everyone to see it actually and experience it because you're right, it is definitely a multi-sensory show. For my works in particular, they are, yeah, all hanging from, from the ceiling and they're all on a, on a uh, pivot so they um, will they kind of turn and move depending on who is into sort of in the space as well a lot of the works are, are very still and and need a lot of time and I guess just a, a gentle approach I think a lot of people will find that as soon as they walk in that they are amongst works that need time and stillness for mine they can be approached, you know, as as a whole series from afar, but there is also a real beauty in being able to get up close and see the detail of, of that material within the work as well. And the work um, has been hung so that you can really walk amongst, amongst it and navigate your own way around that. And I think that that's also really beautiful to the ancestors as well and that, you know, people really, they are of a scale that people can really become embedded within them and, and really make their own way around them. I haven't seen your pieces, but uh, going by your theme and uh, description uh, you've uh, just provided us, I'm trying to visualise it in uh, colours, especially traditionally the blue is used for water and earthy brown colours or ochre used to depict uh, the earth or country. What colours did you use predominantly to tell your story? Give us a, a taste of uh, just yeah, a, I a little taste of uh, what to expect. <laughs> forgot to mention that completely. So the perspex is fogged, so it, it's sort of it's uh, a fogged white perspex, and that really speaks to me to this uh, fog that especially at the moment is sitting over the country at home. Uh, it hangs there. Um, it's, it's a huge presence, I would say, amongst, especially in the, in the valley where I live. So that really speaks to that. And then the material is printed with uh, white ink. So it's a white on white work. And in the way that it hangs it and, and it spins um, in a very gentle manner. This white uh, print can can almost fade away on certain angles. So it disappears and it reappears. And the way that it's lit, it will also be, you know, if you're looking at it from one direction with one kind of lighting, it'll be a white material um, print. And if you're looking at it from a different direction with different lighting, it becomes almost the negative of that. So it becomes a, a dark print on a white background. So it's really, yeah, speaking, I guess it's quite a fluid work in that sense. And I wanted to really kind of 
hold that idea of it being in the water as well. So I wanted the works to be, even though they are basically, you know, a sheet with a print, like they still become a very fluid work. So I was wrong in my assumption. One should enter any exhibition actually with an open mind and expect the unexpected. Now, Cassie, before I let you go, any closing words? The mic is open to you. Thank you. Um, I think I've talked very thoroughly about my work. I guess it's important to me to say thank you to to the ACA team and to Jess Clark, the curator, and even just, you know, even the last few days working with the install team, it's such an amazing family that they have there. It's a really incredible platform for suites of my family to be told. Um, I just offer a very humbling thank you to to everybody involved and to everybody who's going to go and see the show. I'm really incredibly excited. Cassie Sullivan, thanks a lot for joining us on NITV Radio. It's been a great pleasure talking to you and uh, learning more about uh, Wai, your art installation. And I look forward to seeing you at the launch on uh, Saturday. Fabulous. Thank you so much for having me.